And now, introducing the man who's been eagerly awaiting to announce what has been a lifelong dream since watching Michael Jordan as a child, as while he says the Skechers brand is less popular than Nike, he insists that, quote, the four layers of insole support should speak directly to those like me who have not set foot on a basketball court in 15 years, unquote. When asked how he felt about being omitted from A&E's new wrestling show, he insisted his talents are better suited for radio and that it was a strategic decision from the network to, quote, not jeopardize my marriage by transforming me into a TV sex symbol like Guy Fieri. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. I um, I had a morning this morning. My, uh, my Didn't kids, we all? My kids woke me up, I would say, no fewer than five times, um, which is, you know, kind of par for the course, and you deal with that. And oddly, today it actually became helpful because the fourth time they woke me up. There was a fire? No, I looked down at my phone, and I realized I had totally forgotten I had a dentist appointment at 7.50 this morning. Oh, yeah, so you had mentioned how you scheduled that very early. That was stupid of me, but it was also stupid that I forgot about it and didn't adjust my schedule accordingly. Yeah, so no, I, would... I went to bed late. Considering I had to be at the dentist at, at 7.50, I mm -hmm. should have gone to bed a little bit earlier Stands than, to reason, I, than yeah. I did. And then I didn't even get all that sleep because the kids kept coming in and Correct, waking me yeah. up all throughout the yeah, course see, of the morning. I always wondered about the whole sleep schedule your wife had arranged for the children and how that would... Uh, well, they're, they're, it's just a whole deal. Don't they wake up at 4? It's I mean, they, they well, they definitely do, but that's not they're not up, up at 4. They're, they're up... And then crawling into bed with me, right. and then they want to talk Which to me. Which is the best case scenario for you. Like, that's the, is, whenever they get into bed, it's fine. I don't care. They can come into bed, no problem. The problem sure. is now they want to chat. Correct. And they're just not that great of con conversationalists. Right. Like, like, like hold the conversation, stay on top. Correct. Yeah. Um, There's no whim, whimsy. So I'm, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm barely keeping my eyes open at this point. It is a, an utter disaster. And that's combined with the fact that uh, I also managed to, in my in my you know, barely awake state, I forgot my uh, laptop charger today. Ooh. So I have to use this giant paperweight of yeah, an that's old a whole hefty computer. Boy. Well, it's it's not just that it's hefty; it's that it's it's barely it's barely functional. It was a husky boy. Yeah, the old husky. It was yeah. a husky boy. Yeah. Exactly right. It is. Uh, it's barely functional as a computer. It it hardly does anything. Is that Stan's backup laptop? I don't know who's. I have. You think I know who this belonged to? Come on, <laughs> man. I I have no idea, no clue. But uh, I know it doesn't help much. So things are going well. Yeah. Things are going well. We are going to do our best this morning. Coming up in just a few minutes, NFL vi NFL PA vice president. NFLPA <laughs> vice president, to my knowledge, not the vice president of the NFL, but maybe he should be. Is that a thing? Lorenzo Alexander, former pass rusher, is going to join us again. We're going to talk to him about the Ravens' decision and other teams' decisions to not participate in voluntary OTAs and how much of it is about right now, how much of it is just not wanting to have voluntary OTAs moving forward what it might look like for each team, how it would go if a player were to decide, hey, I I, I kind of need to make the roster. I kind of need to show up. Like, I just want to get all that on the table. And so I know that the, the guys that are currently playing kind of don't want to talk about it necessarily. It, it 
It's not well, the type of thing. Solidarity is a better thing. At well, this it's point. better to show solidarity, but it's also a difficult thing to like feel like you're winning on because there's too many fans that'll be like, "Well, if you really want to win a Super Bowl, you'll show up and do the work." Like, it's just a very difficult thing to get a positive PR spin on. So I get why it is that current players are sort of like, eh, I don't necessarily want to do this. Renzo Alexander, very unique spot. He's still in his role as NFLPA vice president, but yet is retired from football, so it's a little bit easier for him kind of removed to talk about it. So we'll chat with him about that. Uh, We intend to go up to Pittsburgh at some point during the course of the show um, and talk a little bit more about irons and fires, if you will. That's not a good sign when the show begins. I get it. It's not great. I understand what you're saying. Especially because after the one text, I went ahead and put uh, one particular guest in the. Well, now. Well, that's on. I I hear you. It's on me. But if you you were booking times, I figured that was something we could count on. I tend to agree that that stood to reason. It's but what it is. Hopefully, it makes him feel at pressure. Which point, what should I say? Hey, we get back. Well, maybe, maybe at some point you call him. I don't know. Not, I'm not saying right now. Like maybe at some point, easy, easy guy. Not really like that much. Not, not worth getting this worked up about. I'm disgusted. Yeah, that's not. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that. Uh, but we do want to find out a little bit more about Alejandro Villanueva, who is visiting the Ravens or already visited the Ravens. I don't remember what the wording he of did, it was. He did, I believe it he was. did visit the Ravens or he was going to visit the Ravens. I thought it was yesterday. Well, that's when it was reported, but I don't know if it was. Uh, nope, I lied. Yeah. It's expected for Thursday according yeah, to Justina that's, Anderson. that's what I was going to say. I didn't think it would actually happen. Um, so we'll talk more about that. And also this morning, uh, Keith Colburn, Captain Keith Colburn, that is. Uh, from Deadliest Catch is going to join us, and they have a new season. I believe it's their 17th season of Deadliest Catch. Debuts tonight on Discovery Channel, so we're going to talk to him about that. Um, a few things. I was alluding to this at the end of the show yesterday. Kind of awkward. He literally was just in the hospital like a couple days ago battling COVID. I mean, just a couple of days ago. So maybe a reminder to everybody, it's still real. Go get your GD vaccine. Everyone is eligible Go get it. For what it's worth, I don't re I don't really care if you get it or not. Let's make that clear, right? Like you you have every right to be that guy if you want to be that guy. Not gonna affect me. I'm vaccinated. But for the good of all of us, it would be nice if you would be willing to consider, and I assure you you don't know more than everybody else does. I promise that's the case. But glad. I don't either. Let's make that abundantly clear. The point zero 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 two percent chance. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Today's show brought to you by Window Nation. Act now. Beat the rush and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color. Plus get 0% interest for 18 months, 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. The Ravens indeed held their annual uh, Liars Luncheon pre-draft press conference yesterday. They said uh, very little of value, and that's what they do. And that's they're offended, Glenn. What's that? They're offended. Well, we'll get to that. Um, it said anything as far as newsworthiness? No, there's just nothing there. They they didn't tell us where Bradley Bozeman was going to play. They weren't going to talk about players scheduled to visit. Um, they they said very little. I mean, almost nothing of actual news value. Now they said other things that people talked about on Twitter. But as far as actual news, nothing came out of the pre-draft press conference yesterday. And that's to be expected. That's, that's sort of what this is. They're very rarely going to tell you anything that's actually helpful. That's the way that the Ravens operate. 
So now to the other part, and that's the part that everybody got all worked up about yesterday, and that's Eric DaCosta talking about wide receivers and deciding to get all full-throated in his defense of the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers. Quote, I'm aware that there's some fan discontent with our wide receivers and our drafting and all that. We've got some really good young receivers. It's insulting to these guys when they hear that we don't have any receivers. It's quite insulting. I'm insulted I'm insulted by it too, to be honest. I think we've got some guys that want to show everybody what they can do. I hope. I, mean, I, I would, I would I hope you do, yeah. be a far bigger problem <laughs> if they don't. <laughs> Jesus. Um... By the way, speaking of the NFL draft, don't forget we're going to be at Looney's Perry Hall next Thursday night for round one of the draft, our coverage, Project Game Day, live from Great Eights Memorabilia's event, benefiting Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland, featuring Baltimore running back Gus the Bus Edwards. Free event filled with raffles, a mini silent auction, and food and drink specials all night long. Meet and greet with Gus Edwards includes an autograph and photo for just 45 bucks. Tickets and further info can be found at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number 8, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. And for a limited time, save $8 on your meet-and-greet ticket by using the code GLENN, G-L-E-N-N, in all caps, GLENN, when you purchase your tickets through Mission Ticks and GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Ken Zalis, Jeremy Kahn will be joining us for round one of the Project Game Day Draft Special live from Looney's and that great event with Great Eights. So... I want to know from you today at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Eric DaCosta's comments are they correct, stupid, or innocuous? Which of those three adjectives most closely describes the comments that Eric DaCosta made about the wide receivers yesterday? Correct, stupid, innocuous and i want to know why i don't no, just want you to that's vote you that's where you lost me i'm not gonna i want you to go to at glenn clark radio where the poll can be found and i want you to vote and then i want you to tell me why you voted a certain way because i think an argument can be made for all of these responses so i'm looking from you for the one that most closely most close. I'd like to hope that he's going to join us because he retweeted my tweet. Oh, no, he's I, okay. I confirmed. I didn't want to interrupt you. Matt Williamson talking, yeah. from uh, Steelers Nation Radio is going to join us a little bit later on, former NFL scout. We'll talk about Alejandro Villanueva and probably a little draft, too. What time? 1040. 1040. Very good. Um, I want to know which one of those three words most closely to you fits the comments from Eric DaCosta about wide receivers yesterday. With seductive. Yeah, I don't think that one makes any sense whatsoever. I'll make the argument for all three. I I'll, can, I'll, I'll do it. I want me to give my belief whatever? And then I'll have you respond with your answer. Mm. I'm going to give the argument for all three, and then I'm going to have you describe with your particular weighed by your own beliefs. The argument for stupid is pretty obvious. The evidence it's and that, the statistics yes, and the history. The facts say no. Now, that doesn't mean that these guys won't prove to be football players, but as of this point, whatever hope we have in Devin Duvernay or James Prochet is merely hope. There's nothing that we have of either of those guys at the NFL level that says that they are quality wide receivers. Nothing. There's just not. And it's not a... It's not a knock on them. They could be. We've got to have this conversation separate to the Ravens' usage of wide receivers, right? Like, 
Sort of. Sort of, but in 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 like saying we're talking specifically it, about the players. In trying to say definitively that these guys are good football players, that like in some cases we would say, mm. in oh, other sure. cases we would say we have no idea. Sure. There's nothing that says what we don't have is anything that says for sure that these guys are good football players. Correct. With the exception of Hollywood Brown, like we. I hear you. And Miles Morgan flashed. A couple that's, times, that's, that's not we, something we you can say definitively about him. We don't have evidence that Miles Boykin is definitively a good an NFL wide receiver. We don't have that. We do have it with, with Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is a good NFL wide receiver. Of course, there's caveats to that. There's the what could have been. The guys that went after him are far better than Hollywood. I'd say far better. They're better than Hollywood Brown. Yes. Um, there's no debating that he was not the t- he was drafted first among wide receivers. He is not the best of that wide receiver class. He is. In the argument, starting at number three, he's a good to very good wide receiver. Somewhere between I those two things, yeah, it's 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 dis- He's been disappointing right. for significant stretches, and that can't be ignored. But he's a capable, quality wide receiver in the National Football League. He's something along he's those part lines. Part of the puzzle that can help the Baltimore Ravens in the S- passing game for sure. Sammy Watkins is. Maybe, maybe still a quality wide receiver. Maybe. That's the only thing I can tell you. Maybe. He was sort of a few years back. Right, and then health notwithstanding. Like, he's just never really been a a high. Sammy Watkins has never been a high-level wide receiver, save for one season. He's been fairly productive. He's been helpful when he's been healthy. But he's never been a quality wide receiver outside of that. He's never been a difference maker of any sort. He's been a guy. He's been a guy whose skill set might be able to help you. He's been... He's, been, he's at, capable of having huge games. Yeah, I mean, there's do- times where he's on. And for the most part, he's not. Uh, he's just not. That's just not who he's been, unfortunately. Um, and that's not, that's not to say he can't be. It's not to say it's impossible. But to suddenly to, give you to a check expect for it to be there for sixteen games is silly. It's, it's nothing. Seventeen, by the way, now. Well, sixteen. Um, yeah, I would settle for sixteen. <laughs> You're right about that. I'd settle for sixteen. Um, there's just we don't have that. So no, there's nothing. There's no evidence that says the Ravens have good wide receivers. That does not exist. So that's why stupid works. The side of it where someone might say correct, not quite as obvious, but it's an opinion thing. It's a I like these guys, too, coming out of college, so I believe that Devin DuVernay is a good wide receiver or that James Prochet is a good wide receiver because I looked at game film in college, and I think these guys are good. But and this I think is the one where that. you can't ignore the context, right? Like where then, then you would have to say, okay, yes, so you if would, they're so good, why aren't they right, doing it? And anything? you might, and, and the person that says correct right. – would say because if they were somewhere else, they would have gotten more opportunities and they would have already shown what they're capable of. That's but if that's, that's what Eric DaCosta truly believes, right? Mm-hmm. If that's what he's saying, then they're acknowledging and it's not even acknowledging the problem that we have discussed, right? Like he's talking about the wide no, receivers I, I, in a personnel well, sense. I don't think there's anything wrong with him having the context of we're not doing the same thing as everybody else is doing. I we like you. the wide receivers we have. We're just not using them the same way that everybody else is. I don't think there would be any problem with that. There can be fact in there 100%. The argument for innocuous is also fairly simple. It's, what's it's, what's the, he say, it's right? the do you think he's going to trash the wide receivers? Right. Now, to be fair, he doesn't have to do either. 
He was not asked an opinion question, do you think the wide receivers are good enough? He was asked about the wide receivers, but he wasn't asked, hey, do you think the wide receivers suck? That wasn't the question that was asked. He He decided to to go that route. So the innocuous answer fits more of the bill of, I don't know, man, what's Eric DaCosta supposed to say? I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. It doesn't really bother me. Which of those three most fits your response to Eric DaCosta's comments about the Ravens wide receivers yesterday? Kyle, you begin. I mean, it's innocuous in my opinion, but it's, but it's a little bit of all, it's a, it's, it's a little bit innocuous. It's, it's most innocuous. It's a little stupid, right? Because the ripple effect from this is everybody talking about, oh my gosh, Ravens receivers, look how bad they've been, mm-hmm. right? All the evidence shows how wrong you are. And the conversation lacks nuance most of the time, obviously. Like, like it's not necessarily, you'll have a footnote as being, yeah, but they're running an offense that doesn't throw the ball. So that has to factor into why these numbers are so bad or mm-hmm. why these players aren't doing anything. So I'm not able to fully get behind the notion that he's just correct. Oh, there's there's none none of that for me. There's because zero just correct. I can't you haven't seen it, right. right? Like you're I like I like having faith as much as George Michael, but like come on, man. I'm Mr. Manager, you That's know? different George Michael, obviously. Okay. I like that George Michael too. Don't get me wrong. I what happened to all that Mr. Manager stuff? Like, if if this is if the scenario that he's talking about, where he's so up in arms about the criticisms of the Ravens receiving group, right? And I've avoided saying core because I still don't quite know how to pronounce that one. Corpse? It's not corpse. It's definitely just core. Yeah, so be it. Not not that hard. Um, I'm being honest. It's spelled like corpse, but it's core. So let's say he's right. Let's say he's genuinely offended because he knows these guys are so good. Right. What the hell are you guys? I almost just said the F word. What the hell are you guys doing not utilizing a guy like James Prochet? If he's definitely a starting caliber NFL wide receiver, that has all he's lacking is the opportunity. I I think you're leaving out room for there to be a, hey, we think he's going to be, you know, he's just not. I still, we needed a year to get him there. There was no off season last year. There was no training camp. There was no. We need some time. That last year was not the year for us to be throwing rookies into the fire. Well, they're not going to get OTAs this year. Well, I, we don't. It's that's complicated. <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a second. I mean, my point ultimately is, let's say they've just got a group of studs, right? Like this receiving core is full of untapped gold. That just begs the question further about what this organization is doing at receiver. So let's say you, you've, great, you've successfully scouted the position. Now this other elephant in the room is even more glaring, mm-hmm. right? Like, what the hell are you doing with mm-hmm. them? I would be most upset by that one. And I also just have so little belief in that being the truth, that it's not something that I'd lend much credence to. Okay. But I'm, it's innocuous with a hint of stupid. I'm going to get to your comments as the morning goes on and your, your votes, and we'll update the voting on this one. I'm going to tell you that I think it's more stupid than innocuous. And the only reason why that is is because I, I think it leaves out the part where this organization has to acknowledge this with their quarterback. They, they can't keep hiding behind other things. They have to acknowledge that they failed their last quarterback, 
They're going to have to pay this next quarterback, and they need to do better for him than they did for the last guy. That has to happen. And I have no problem with saying, hey, look, they're just never going to answer anything honestly. And at some point I would say, well, they just shouldn't talk. You don't, have to, you don't have to come out and say, this guy sucks. If he sucks, he shouldn't be on the team. But there's nothing wrong with stepping up and saying, we realize that we need to be prioritizing wide receiver. That we have a young quarterback that we expect to be here for a very long time and playing at a very high level, and we've got to make sure we are constantly giving him the best opportunity to be the best quarterback he can be. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's okay. That doesn't insult anybody to say it that way. And so that's my problem, and it's, sure, it's mixed with innocuous. It's mixed with nothing ever matters because these guys never tell the truth and nothing that anyone ever says matters at all. Like, it's mixed with that, but there is a stupid side to it, which is it's okay to say we understand and wide receivers got to be a priority. There's nothing wrong with that. that do, you don't have to trash anybody in order to do that. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4, available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll talk about them more as the morning goes on. The Ravens decided that they were going to join some other teams this weekend, announcing they wouldn't take part in voluntary OTAs. Joining us now, uh, we just had this man on a few weeks ago, and he was like, man, call me anytime." And I was like, I, you're, you're going to regret saying that, Lorenzo. You're going to regret it because we'll take advantage of that. He is the vice president of the NFLPA and a former pass rusher extraordinaire. Always a pleasure to welcome Lorenzo Alexander back to GCR. Zoe, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you again, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, no worries at all. Everything is good on my end. How you guys been doing? Everything is all right, man. We're just uh, we're trying to get closer to a normal world and get everybody vaccinated and get all this crap behind us. Right. But um, in the meantime, obviously, decisions that are made. So I guess take me through. In, in your role as NFLPA vice president, what were these conversations like for you with teams and with guys and everybody trying to make their decisions about what they were going to do this offseason? Right. Well, you know, the number one thing is trying to make sure what's best for our families and our communities. Um, and, and, and when you think about it, uh, you know, it's a group of us, right? So it's not. I'm not just the vice president. We have nine vice presidents, including our, our uh, president, J.C. Threader, among uh, 32 other player reps. And then we're all getting on these calls and trying to figure out what are our what are our locker rooms saying? You know, how are these decisions going to not only impact us and our families, but also the communities at large, especially when we think about living in a pandemic, as you just mentioned, you know, trying to make sure everybody's vaccinated, yep. uh, you know, and so that we can move through this process as healthy as possible. So those are the like the main talking points. That's like the first thing most guys are talking about when we think about it. And then you also think about, okay, so we didn't do, you know, traditional OTAs last year. Um, so what did that look like for us? So we had a great season. Guys went out there, played well. Uh, the product didn't drop off. And during the process, there were lower, concuss lower concussion rates and injury rates. And so guys are looking at it from a holistic standpoint, um, saying there's no need for them. And so we're not going to show up first because we're in a pandemic. We want to make sure that we are around our families and don't 
um, and we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing by the community because it's, it's not a need for it right now. They're voluntary, and it's better for our careers. We're going to be healthier. We're going to be able to play throughout a season, and, and less guys are going to have head trauma. So why wouldn't we want to do this? Because it's, I know most people think about, well, it's just OTAs working out. Well, it's the, it's the cumulative trauma or impact that you're putting on your body throughout that time. And so it's not just lifting weights and running. You actually compete in OTAs, you know, compete for a job. And so those cumulative impacts on your, you know, your head, about linemen, um, think about linebackers trying to fit on a, a lead with no pads on, you still hit your head. Um, and you think about just cutting and competing, you know, with some of the lower body injuries that you may be like ACLs, or hamstring pull, all that adds up. And then when you get ready to play a season, your body then has to take all that cumulative uh, wear and tear and then has to go through a season. And that's why it's hard to make a 16-game season without yeah. being injured because of all things. And, and without having OTAs last year, uh, a lot of those things dropped significantly. And now we got to add one more game to that tally this season. And and, right, pre- exactly. and, and and there will be preseason games again this year. So so let me, let me follow up on a couple of those things really quickly because I think somebody, when they hear related to the pandemic, they would probably say, well, like, hey, you guys were in the buildings last fall. Not you, obviously, but right, the rest no. of the guys were in the buildings last fall. And so if they were able to be there then, why can't they be there now? And, I, and I, I'm just going to – I think you've basically answered that question already, which is to say – it's not singularly about the pandemic. It's the pandemic combined with these other factors that you're talking about. Correct. Correct. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything looking at it. You know, nothing that you ever do in life is just in a vacuum and based off of one singular um, perspective. And so there's a lot of things working um, into this decision, and, and that's the way we're moving. And so, and again, just because we're in it during the season, yes, because we try to put, you know, play our sport that's during the season, so you have to be there. The off season, if you look at any other sport, nobody really has a true off season outside of football. You don't have to be. It's not it has to be. It's voluntary. And so when we have to show up to work, yeah, that's one thing. Right. But it's voluntary. There's no need to add that additional risk, put yourself to do those additional testing because that gets monotonous too. You have to get tested every single day, every single day. Can you leave? Can you go back? Because a lot of guys don't live in the same cities as, as they uh, play. And so, you know, do I get get tested on the weekends? There's just a lot of things that go into well, we don't need if we don't need to do it, why are we gonna even subject ourselves to that? Because one, for all the the reasons I just named off of. Lorenzo, is this the end of, of voluntary workouts for veteran players moving forward? Like does this is this more a blanket statement of we're, you know, Terrell Suggs, for example, in Baltimore never showed up for voluntary workouts. Right. And, you know, I don't know if anybody paid attention. He was okay. He, he was, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he proved he didn't need him. He was quite all right during the course of his career. Is, is this really a, a, a greater statement of, look, veteran players just aren't going to be doing voluntary workouts moving forward because it just doesn't make sense for veterans anymore to be a part of these things? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that is the world that we're probably going to move into because you even think of it just from a, you know, uh, production standpoint, like Terrell Suggs, right? So he, would, he it's not like he wasn't working out. He no, was of course. He was guy that knew his body, and he was doing things specific to him to make him better, a better football player, and it worked. I can remember back in 2011 when, we, when they actually locked us out from having off seasons, right? So I yep. don't know how important it is. Anyway. <laughs> um, I had my best season as far as the way I felt. Um, because I worked with my trainer. We were working on things that were particular to me. And we had other guys working, but he designed each program for those guys. When you're in an in NFL locker room, you have 90 guys. It's hard to work out uh, a workout plan that is going to help me improve the most specifically because you're trying to service 90 guys. 
Um, and so I, I think even when you look at it from that standpoint, you're like, well, my guys want to come back ready. And But then there's always something, well, what about the guys that don't work hard? Those guys, honestly, don't work hard even when they're in the building. And so they weed themselves out, and you can't worry about, you know, one or two guys that don't want to be a professional when on, on you know, across the, the lines, all of our guys for the most part are professionals that can work away from the facility and be ready to go when they get back. NFL vice NFLPA vice president Lorenzo Alexander. That's the second time this morning, by the way, I've tried to give you a different job, and I I think you might deserve it for what it's worth. <laughs> but he is NFLPA vice president Lorenzo Alexander. He's with us on GCR. Um, so, so for the record, I am uh, completely on board with the end of voluntary workouts. I'm also the guy that it's, it, let's get rid of preseason football ten years ago. Like I'm that guy. Right. I, I none of it is necessary to me. There are, of course, the arguments that people make for the last guys on the roster, right? And the value of these yeah. times for the, the 53rd, 54th, 50th, you know, and so on. The undrafted rookies, the guys that have something to fight for. Is there collateral damage to this for those players? And I get the NFLPA can't yeah. particularly choose which players they're going to prioritize more in right. making decisions than others. But is there collateral right. damage involved with something like this? Well, well, that's the hardest thing what you just named, right? Because we're representing, you know, 22, 2,500 players every single year. And all guys fit against different spectrums, undrafted, free agents, uh, first-rounders, Hall of Famers, you know, all pros. And I was one of those guys that actually benefited. I was undrafted, you know, mm-hmm. worked my way up and found a way on. I, I would say that there's ways, I think, to work around that. But most GMs, and they may say, well, we still need it, know probably, you know, 45, 47 um, spots on their roster. Mm-hmm. Every year, once in a blue moon, you find guys that are kind of diamonds in a rough and you may want to try to stash them. But those guys that are like on the bottom end that end up making it, those you can see those guys in practice like, oh my gosh. I, I can remember uh, playing with Tony Jefferson out yep. of Oklahoma. Yep. He, I was a, a veteran and when he came to Arizona, you could see in practice that this dude was a baller and that somebody made a mistake. So it's, it's very easy to um, identify guys, uh, evaluate them. The hard part would be for other teams and whether or not they want to work out a system collectively with the with within the NFL side. Uh, well, can we share practice film of what we're doing, you know, and figuring out a way to do that so you hmm. can potentially sign a guy if a team cuts him to your roster. But I think that's an easier hill to climb over than what people may think um, as far as getting guys film out there because that's the biggest thing is to be able to showcase what you can do in somewhat of a game-like atmosphere so you have an, uh, another opportunity elsewhere. Yeah, it's, it's tricky, right, because you, know, you might be working on something, right, and do you really want that film to get out there? But I, I don't – Right, yeah, and I think you have like um, – I think it's ways – if you get rid of preseason, as you mentioned, totally, you can have – like when you play your uh, uh, red and blue game, like when I was with Buffalo, sure. right, or whatever game sure. you with the Ravens, you you're you're not working on stuff that you're going to put into a game, yeah. All this, yeah, you're working on real vanilla, fundamental stuff. Yep. So show that, stuff, or show a, a, a veteran mini camp, right? Because that's real based vanilla stuff where I can go back and look at any film and see that you run these things. Sure. And so that that those are ways that you could potentially do it where guys can still get seen and evaluated from the other 31 teams that may be looking to sign you. So let me, let me ask it this way, Zoe. A team, the Ravens make the announcement, we're not doing voluntary OTAs. 
if, if there's, I, I guess, what does that look like from, from Mar, like Marlon and Ronnie are the representatives for the team. Calais, of course, is on the executive council. Yep. What does that look like? And if you're a, a one of these guys that we're talking about, a last guy on the roster, uh, you know, someone who was on the practice squad a year ago, is there room in there for, for you to say, hey, I would kind of like to show up the building anyway? Yeah. Like, is, is there is there gray there area is. there? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if guys want to show up, I mean, I think collectively as a group, we don't want to show up. But I'm never going to stop. And I think guys around the league are never going to stop because some guys got bonuses still baked into their contract, mm-hmm. and they may have to show up. Um, I think when you do it collectively and you walk away, I don't think – Teams are going to try to have organized activities anyway, so you can still do it virtually and get your your um, your bonus. Um, but if I'm a guy that lives in the city and I actually want to go in there and work out, um, you know, go ahead. There's a caveat for that. The biggest thing for us is that you're not going to have to deal with that cumulative impact. It's still going to be treated like a dead period. So we're not worried about a guy going in to work it out and then he has to go and uh, do one-on-ones or, you know, do uh seven-on-seven because it's just not a lot of guys in there. But if a guy wants to choose that because that's the only uh, thing he has feasible and it, sh- it makes sense for him financially because maybe he's a younger guy and hasn't uh, played in the league long right. and hasn't built up any financial resources to, to invest in training, then, I mean, go ahead. He's not going to be treated uh, – my point is he's not going to be treated as like a no. scab by, by other no, players. No, 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 okay, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's no, all no, that I want to no, know is no, like no. that there is that gray area in there. That guys could no, show yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, guys, and guys understand that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, crossing the line is totally different than going in the workout. <laughs> room. You know, it's just different. It's just different. It sounds like, <laughs> it feels like this almost, you know, a lot of the problem is traced back to the twisting of the word voluntary, right? And almost the, the oh, damages yeah. put into place for players who, you know, have the gall to actually take the word for its definition. Is it more or less just trying to rein back in and 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 treat the word as it truly is oh i mean i don't i don't know if that's i mean that's that's i think that'll happen as as guys don't show up and realize that they can still get the same type of work in because what you're talking about is ingrained in kids in pop Warner, right uh it's voluntary, but you better show up in right. the summer so you can't go on your family vacation, right? right. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just part of it. So it's become part of the culture and what coaches expect and what players always joke about. Yeah, I know it's voluntary, but I'm going to be here. And even if you, if you feel like you don't want to be there, I was here like 12 or 13, and I said, I'm going to stay at home with my family. I still felt like, man, I'm letting my teammates down. It's, you know, it's that just built into you. And so I think that's part of it, changing some of the culture dynamics. Um, and we had last year to see that you didn't have to show up. And so I think it's going to be a slow process because you have um, coaches that are more old school than others, and that's going to take a while. And then you also have to kind of retrain players as far as what voluntary means because they've been living it so long. Very much similar to a lot of some of the player health and safety rules that we had, right? You know, I can't hit the quarterback. What? I got But you figure out a way. Oh, I can't hit the receiver coming across the middle. What? You know, so you develop over time, coaches develop coaching techniques, players develop ways to adjust, and then the game is it keeps going on and, and looks great. Guys are walking away from it healthier. And the same thing here. What? I, I'm not going to volunteer. What? I can't coach my guys? Well, let's, we saw last year what happened, and guys still came, showed up, professional was good. Now, will you have some young guys that may struggle that may not have as much? Yes, but, again, we can't. You can't uh, legislate to every single aspect of because you just have so many different guys in so many different areas of, of, of their career. 
Dude, this is always so freaking insightful when we talk to you, bro. Like, this is so damn insightful when we have these conversations. Um, I, it's, uh, it's of course, at One Man Gang 97 on Twitter is how people follow you. And, and what else can we plug for you really quickly, Zoe? Um, my foundation, LorenzoAlexander.org, Aces Foundation, um, just doing a lot of uh, some work out here, particularly in the Phoenix area in South Phoenix. Uh, we have a youth camp coming up, and then we've also been doing some virtual uh, civic engagement workshops, trying to help young people learn how to engage their political officials locally um, in a productive way to really create uh, change in the community. That's awesome, man. That's incredible stuff. Obviously, we uh, we we uh, we need people that understand that a little bit better. I need to understand that better. As, as let me make that very clear, I, thirty-seven-year-old white man, need to understand that better. Make that abundantly clear. Uh, so, really appreciate taking the time for us as always, dude. Thank you for doing this this morning, man. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, man. Hit me up. All right. Lorenzo Alexander, he will get sick of it. He's going to regret that. He's going to regret saying any time because he's so effing good at this that we're going to take advantage of it. How that everything that we were alluding to is like, hey, I think that this might be. He explained it all exactly the way that I thought. That this is basically marking the end of voluntary, of, of veterans being involved in voluntary workouts for the most part. Like, this is really what this is about. And that's fine. That's fine. This isn't like a hard union line, and it's no. Not but like I and I appreciate right. what he's saying. What he's saying is, guys can go in. Like if they want to go in, they can go in. That's fine. But we're this is the, we're the col- Suggs method is. We're, what we're doing is we're collectively taking the pressure off. We're collectively saying we're not doing it. We're not telling you you can't. We're saying collectively we're not doing it. And so now instead of somebody being singled out like Terrell Suggs, it's an understanding. We're not doing it. Teams should probably work around that and figure out what they want to do from there. I get that. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Call C3 American Exteriors to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3, 410-401-9797, or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. When we come back in, we're going to learn more about a player visiting the Ravens this week, Alejandro Villanueva. We'll talk some draft, too, with former NFL scout, Steelers Nation Radio's Matt Williamson. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Ruling with Great Ace Memorabilia. want to invite you out to Looney's Pub, Perry Hall, on Thursday, April 29th from 7 until 10 p.m. as we raise money for Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland. The NFL Draft Party is going to be hosted by Baltimore running back Gusta Bus Edwards, and this is a free, family-friendly event good for everyone to come to. Meet and greet tickets are on sale at missionticks.com or Great Ace Memorabilia. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A- financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. 
The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up. The days are longer. Do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked, and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel, and value of your home is with new windows. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles top Orioles pitcher John Means and the role new pitching coach Chris Holt is taken with Means and the entire organization. Inside, Matt Kremnitzer reflects on Nick Markakis's career and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens' 2020 draft class in their second season. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of PressBox. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. Baltimore Ravens slated to host Alejandro Villanueva for a visit this Thursday. That kind of came as a surprise when it was first reported yesterday. So I kind of want to know a little bit more about Alejandro Villanueva and where he is at this point in his career. Joining us now, former NFL scout, a man who does some draft coverage as well as Steelers coverage on Steelers Nation Radio. It's a pleasure for us to welcome back into the program Mr. Matt Williamson, who joins us now on GCR. Matt, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Everything is all right here, man. Everything, you know, as is, 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 is more we get close to normalcy, everything is all right around these parts. <laughs> um, I, I, was said, I was caught off guard by the news of Alejandro Villanueva because when I think of Alejandro Villanueva, we've seen a lot of him over the years, I think of a really good football player and I, I just sort of missed the the fact that he was a free agent and lingering and perhaps on the decline of his career at this point. Where exactly is Alejandro Villanueva, and why is he not a Pittsburgh Steeler right now? Well, here's my take on, on him in general. is First of all, you can't discuss Al without saying he is a, a rare human being. I mean, he is – his military career – speaks for itself. He's 6'9". I mean, he stands out in the locker room amongst huge people. They all kind of joke that one day they're all going to work for Al. You know, while he was here in Pittsburgh, on the side, just on the down low, he picked up his master's at Carnegie Mellon. You know, like, he's ridiculously smart. He has many off-the-field interests. So I wonder, and I don't know this, this is just kind of uh, an educated guess, 
has he gotten offers and turned them down? You know, is it only going to go to the right place? Does he want to continue playing? Because he is up in age, and he's got a lot of other things going on in his life. So maybe if it's just the right situation. Um, as for the Steelers, I know they like Zach Banner an awful lot. Okay. And that doesn't sound you know like a ringing endorsement, but Banner was set to start and then got hurt the first week of the season. So they look at Chooks, Okorafor, and Banner as starters, and then they brought in Joe Haig, who is, would be their third tackle and presumably will draft one as well. That doesn't mean they still couldn't bring back Al, though. I mean, I think he's so good in the locker room and is a veteran presence and all those things that there's immense value there. As a player, I think he's declining. Well, I know he's declining. I mean, he was never super athletic. Sometimes his size works against him with his pad level. Um, if you watch him against Lawson from the Bengals this, this past year, he really got under him and has, gave him a difficult time. Miles Garrett routinely gives him a difficult time, but that's not a, you know, <laughs> he's not yeah, the only guy. Yeah, he's really good, yes, Miles correct. A difficult he's time he's quite good, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and lastly, you know, the Steelers' scheme makes it a little bit hard to evaluate him because the ball came out so fast, they didn't ask him to pass block a very long time. And his run blocking has never been his forte, but their run game was so bad, the running backs made no yards on their own. Most of their runs were very passive, draws and things like that, delays. They didn't let their offensive line fire off the ball and move. He's a little bit difficult of an evaluation, but I'm certain he could, you know, get you through a season. Would he, would he fit more in a dominant run offense in, in going downhill? It's not really his game. I mean, okay. he's so tall that he's not ever going to be a masher. You know, he, yep. he did his best work, like with Lev Bell as a wall-off blocker, let Bell pick and choose his holes, you know, those type of things. So that doesn't sound like a great fit then, <laughs> because that's well, what the, the Ravens are going to do. With Baltimore is, I don't think he's ever played right tackle. So it, would you, you bring him in for a visit and see if he's interested in playing on the right side, and then you trade Orlando Brown? Or so, Okay, so let's, let, me, let me follow that up, Matt. I guess my question would be, is, so that's, you, you bring that up, and a lot of people alluded to that yesterday, that, that this could be the Ravens' insurance policy for Orlando Brown, either because they're planning to trade him or because they might trade him. And in talking to a couple of people, I, I wondered if it's more, this isn't really the plan as much as it's, hey, we just would like to have one more veteran tackle on the roster. D d would you be confident in Villanueva as a starter this season? Or would he be someone like, hey, it's not a guy, a bad guy to have on your bench if you need somebody to play for six weeks? More like the latter. Yeah. And again, the leadership is huge. And when I heard Baltimore, I immediately thought, well, he's not a right tackle. Is Stanley behind in his recovery or something mm -hmm. along those lines? Or maybe mm -hmm. they want him for the first month of the season until Ronnie Stanley's available. Or to your point, would he just be a third guy and use him as an extra tight end? You know, and that that's appealing to me. You know, to make him your big blocking tight end. I mean, he's only he, he you know he's done some of that in his career too as a sixth offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably how the Steelers view him. They could bring him in and use him as a six guy or as a spot starter for a rookie, or, you know, maybe the Colts could do that. You know, Russell Okun's out there as well in a similar situation. So it's sort of an odd odd move. 
Um, I don't think anything gets done until after the draft, though, because then it would affect the contract oh, yeah. equation. No question. There's no. It's certainly not in Baltimore. There's no way the Ravens right, are right. signing him before. Yeah, they're not doing that before May third for sure. Matt Williamson is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Matt, just just one. You know, you reference how you know fascinating he is, and he is a very fascinating player. Um, th- there have been some well-known instances, like the day that everybody was going to stay in the locker room, and he came out, and then. Um, the the name that he taped on his jersey when everybody else was doing something else it, is he popular is he well liked or did any loved. of that okay all right he loved loved okay. and greatly greatly respected I mean all those things are news stories but his brothers from the Steelers had his back a hundred percent and hundred okay. percent understood okay. That's that's what we need to know, and so there yeah. would, it wouldn't. You you don't think it would be an issue like with other players? Hey, we don't want this guy around. You think that that probably translate transcends to you know when you talk to your friends with the Steelers, they say this is a guy you want on your team. I would say the total opposite. I mean, yeah. you'd love to have him on your team. Yes. All right. Well, Matt Williamson, since we have you, uh, I'd like to talk a little draft with you if you don't mind. Is that all sure. right? Can I do that? Of course, Matt covers the draft at ProFootballNetwork.com. Um, Matt, are you as enamored? We, we, in, look, when you're picking 27th, it's tough, right? Like it's really, sure. really tough because you just have no idea how things are going to play out. But it seems like Ravens fans have largely fallen in love with Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota, and Aziz Ojalari, the pass rusher from Georgia. Are you as enamored by those two guys in particular? And then combine that with what are the chances you think one of those two guys might stick around until 27? I think they're both excellent fits. I, I like Bateman an awful lot. I think he's clearly the fourth receiver in this draft behind the Bama guys and Chase. Um, I often see Terrence Marshall mocked to the, yep. the Ravens. I'm sure you've seen that. Mm-hmm. And guys like Mel Kuyper that are really dialed in with the organization often do that. Yep. And I prefer Bateman clearly. One thing about Bateman is it is pro day he was only 190 pounds. But you watch him on tape, he's a lot more – Allen Robinson-ish, you know, 205, 210, plays big, plays physical. And I know he had some COVID issues, and maybe he just dropped weight so he could run a little bit better. But I think Bateman's a very, very good player. I give him about a 50% chance of being there. I'm not quite as stoked about Ojolari, but he fits the the scheme very well. You know, he's a lighter 3-4 outside linebacker type. I know those things don't matter anymore, but... Um, he needs to develop a, a little bit of a deeper rapport of pass rush moves, and I don't think he's quite as bendy and you know supple as the Von Millers of the world that people assume he is because he's 240, 245-ish. But there's a lot to like there, and it's certainly a need for Baltimore. Uh, I would have no qualms with either player for the Ravens. When it comes to the Bateman versus Marshall discussion, how much of, I mean, Bateman's strength do you think comes down to kind of, I mean, he feels like a little bit more of just a natural pass catcher on the outside, whereas Marshall seems like, I don't know, the drops somewhat scare me as a, as a, as a Ravens fan who's been burned before by issues. <laughs> Rashad Perryman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I'll be honest, I mean, overall as an evaluator, I think drops are a little bit overrated. You know, and people that have a lot of drops are usually guys that are targeted a lot because they're really good. You know, I mean, Wes Welker had a ton of drops because he gets a lot of balls thrown his way. But I hear you. Um, I do think a, a big reason I would prefer Bateman to Marshall, and I'm not saying he doesn't play hard, but Bateman to me is a much more competitive player 
as a blocker, which is obviously very important there when the ball's in the air, getting off press coverage, plays with more of an edge to him. I, I think Marshall plays a little more aloof, I want to say, you know, kind of, it's okay. You know, I mean, it just isn't a, a glass eater. But in general, I mean, I know this is a bigger conversation, and it looks like the Ravens tried to address it. I really feel like the best thing that the Ravens need is a route runner. They need Anquan Bolden. They need Steve Smith. They need Derek Mason. I mean, when it's third and seven, everyone in the stadium needs to know an eight-yard out route's going to that veteran guy. Well, it was really nice when we had that, wasn't it? It was so nice in Baltimore to know that was the case. Oh, man. I mean, that veteran guy that can get off press coverage and run routes and isn't super explosive and – you know, might not be a Hall of Fame type guy or late in his career. Counting on rookies for what you guys are asking for the position is a rough business. Let me ask you about, you know, you don't love Ojolari necessarily. I'm not saying you're trashing him, but you just don't love him that's the same way. Is there an edge rusher that's deep in the first round that you feel something in particular about? I will say it's a very deep class. The more I dig into it, the day two, the early day three guys, there's a lot of different shapes and sizes and exciting guys to work with. Um, Phillips is my favorite. I don't think he'll be there, and he's not quite the scheme fit. Uh, Quiddy Pay would be my second guy. Mm-hmm. The one that's really intriguing to me for Baltimore, because they're such a good coaching staff and they develop players so well, would be Oway out of out of Penn State. Sure. And yeah, he had no sacks last year, but he's disruptive on tape. They could bring him along slow, and if anybody's going to get the most out of him, I think it'd be Baltimore. That's interesting. We just talked to him recently, and and uh, you know, I, I I like him as a player, and I do think he's a particularly good fit. Um, but yeah, it does sort of jump. It jumps off the page where you thought this was supposed to be the year that he was going to move up and have that monster sack season, and then. You know, pandemic right. happens, and and there's barely a season, and it just never happened for him, and so it kind of it leaves you scratching your head a little bit. Um, one more, it, you know, the, as far as the tight end class is concerned, I'm I'm guessing it's probably not going to be Kyle Pitts. I'll just make that sure. bold pro- proclamation. Yeah, probably not going to be the case. Are are is there one of that next group of guys, the Fryermuths, the Longs, the Brevin Jordans, the Tommy Trembles? Is there one of that next group? that you say this guy isn't going to go as high as Kyle Pitts and isn't Kyle Pitts, but he's going to be a really good player in the NFL, even if it's not immediate because we all know how difficult it is for rookie tight ends. It's funny because I'm on Baltimore radio and I'm a Steelers guy. And when I wrote up Tommy Tremble, the first thing I said about him from Notre Dame was, this is a guy I want to play with and not play against. Interesting. You know, like, Interesting. Ravens fans shouldn't want him to fall in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh fans shouldn't want him to fall in Baltimore. And they always seem to like the same type of dudes. He's a nasty blocker that loves it. And you can put him in motion, you know, uh, move him across the formation and wham down on defensive ends and do so many things with him. And he's a very explosive mover that was stuck behind a a freshman phenom tight end. I mean, the the guy they have there is a great young player that we're going to be talking about as a first-rounder down the road. I think he'd be a wonderful fit in Baltimore. Interesting. Uh, and and it's somebody that we've talked about a lot. We talked to him, too. I, I, I think there's a fit there as well. Yeah. All right, Matt Williamson. Of course, people can give you a follow at WilliamsonNFL on Twitter. ProFootballNetwork.com is where they find all your draft stuff. And uh, can I plug a podcast, anything like that for you? Yeah, Peacock and Williamson we do every day. And right now we're going through all the different uh, area group or position groups. We did Edge yesterday, actually. 
Oh, well, hey, that seems like it'd be relevant to our interests. So we want to check out Peacock and Williamson. Matt Williamson, really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, it was fun. Take care, guys. Matt Williamson, Steelers Nation Radio up in Pittsburgh and Pro Football Network. Appreciate him taking the time. And I'm 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 coming around on the idea that Villanueva can't be the Ravens' backup plan for Orlando Brown. That can't be what this is about. I just can't fathom that. This has to, to this has to be a DJ Fluker type of situation. It's, depth. it's, a, it's a look. In, there's in a guy that's out. There's a guy that's out there that we've seen a lot over the years. We're very familiar with him. Uh, Andre Smith was that guy, obviously. There's somebody we're incredibly familiar with. We've gone up against him a million times, and he's sitting there. Let's let's bring him in and see what the deal is. Like let's let's find out. Let's take a look and. You Why know, not? And, and I think that Matt Williamson's points are well taken. If there is any uncertainty about Ronnie Stanley to have someone available that has played left tackle in the NFL before, particularly if you're still believing you might trade Orlando Brown, makes a lot of sense. And again, I think, as I said yesterday, I think trying to make this seem as though an Alejandro Villanueva visit means the Ravens know they're trading Orlando Brown. Somebody was uh, there was all this scuttlebutt on Twitter yesterday about a an Instagram. Po- is, you know? There was an Instagram post from Mark Andrews where he was like saying things about Orlando Brown and oh he's he must know he must be aware of the trade or something like that. I, we get so worked up was by he everything. Like, I love you, kind of thing. It was it was a, a an appreciation post, you might say, but it wasn't like with tears. It was. Sure. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. I can't. I can't. I'm using a, a I'm using a Tandy 1000. I'm using uh, the Tandy. the Good oldest old computer in the history of humanity, and it's just not working. I'll see if I can't find what he said. Mark Andrews. Uh, search Mark Andrews on Twitter. I'll come up with it. Here we go says the picture of Orlando Brown apparently it was a video and he said the realist easy money living legend heart number 78 and then at the bottom the part that i think are those crossing fingers yeah it says Emojis. fingers crossed so that might be his way of saying i hope he sticks right, around yeah. right um at the bottom the part that people reacted to was very in very small words but you can hardly see it s cuts deep fam which made people say, oh, he's got to know, and so he's upset. He's upset. S cuts deep. That's a bit cryptic. It's because... It is a bit cryptic to go and put these little tiny letters, you but, know? But it also could just mean, I really love the guy. He's like family to me, and so talking about Orlando Brown gets me emotional, and the idea that he might not be around gets me emotional. I think we all know it's possible Orlando Brown's not going to be a Raven. I think everybody knows that. I don't know. I like embracing conspiracy theories here and there, oh, you know? Oh, for God's sake. Settle down. Oh, I there. believe. I don't even know if aliens are considered conspiracy theory oh, anymore. Christ are sakes. they, though? Christ I think people sake. have come around. Uh, well, the government has uh, confirmed that UFOs are real. Did that, you hear the Israeli uh, government I don't, governor I don't, guy said not, that there's stop, a stop. This is base the, on not, Mars? Great, thank you. We're not doing that. We're not doing well, that. Well, I think it's worth mentioning. It's not. Uh, <laughs> God, I hate you so much. So... I have no idea. I have no idea. Does does he know something? Maybe. The is Israeli, that the Israeli no, shut up? Guy? Is that likely based on that post? I don't even know that I can say that. I think it'd just be a post about his friend. 
Guys do that sometimes. And particularly guys that know that, it, that their teammate might not be around any longer. So it's what it is. I, I wouldn't overreact to it. I think also there would be a good chance that things like that would have leaked a little bit. Yes, I don't think that 24 hours right. later we'd be sitting here with if, if that was because Mark Andrews knew something, right. that 24 hours later the rest of the internet still wouldn't know. Somehow Mark Andrews has managed to find right. himself in a bubble where he's the only person that has the skinny on Orlando Brown. I don't believe that's the case. But, again, does that mean Orlando Brown ain't getting dealt? No, because we all know Orlando Brown might get traded. Everybody knows that. I don't need to be a reporter. I don't need to have some scoop. We all know that's a possibility. Allegedly, there are teams interested, right? Oh, for Christ's sakes. So, uh, we're, just, we're, we're bored. We're bored. We need you think things. the Bears would give the 19th pick? No, I don't. I don't think, think we there's make any ch- no, I don't think there's any chance in hell that that's going to occur. Not a chance we just in make hell. Now, how would that work exactly? You say, listen, like guys. with a gun? Is that what you're talking about? Because I think that would be, be very gun inappropriate. Or a gun. I don't know if that would. I don't Spray know paint if that black. would. But okay, now you got it. So yeah, I so, think this is getting dark. I would just say, hey bears, right? Retroactively, we'll take the Trubisky trade. Okay, like trade up. Yeah. For whatever, just give us all your picks. That's pretty much right. what I'm trying to say. And right. we'll give you a crab cake. And Orlando Brown. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to give up Orlando Brown in order to do it. I get you it. Drive a hard bargain. Right, I know. It's tough. That's a tough thing to do. Fine. <sighs> anyway. All right. Um, hour number one of the show is in the books from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Chesapeake. Oh, Hello. Hello. What was I don't that? know what happened right there. It wasn't a hiccup. I, it's, it tasted terrible because I went to the dentist earlier uh, and that, that varnish that they put on. Do you what what what, what flavor uh, toothpaste you go with normally? I'm a, I'm a mint toothpaste. Mint, man. of course, I don't, is great. I don't do want it, what's an I don't want it to taste like something that I want to eat. I uh, this is when like I understand what I, you're saying. Every now and then I'll accidentally like it'll be late at night, I'll go into the, the bathroom and both our toothpaste and the kids' toothpaste will be right next that, to each the, other. The, the very berry, and I'll accidentally grab the kids' toothpaste and like yeah, it tastes like something you want to eat. Yeah, and yeah. that's not a that's not something you want from your toothpaste. I tend to agree. You don't want that. But there was one I would say that the bigger surprise the chocolate toothpaste at the dentist oh, no. tastes like a Tootsie Roll. No, that's a big no. I get that's what you're saying. You, heist, you also hate oh. chocolate. You're a weirdo. I don't, I don't care for chocolate. You're that a weirdo. Is part of it. No, it's chocolate is decadent nothingness. I've said this a million times. The chocolate is for children. It's for you people that so don't wrong. have a refined flavor that's palette. Absurd. When you have a refined no, flavor palette, you understand that there's just not going on. Nothing's going on there. Milk chocolate no, is for All children. chocolate is for children. No, all you think it. a chocolate, a child's going to be like, I want the 70% cacao. No, he'd be like, spit this crap out. This no, is he, the most bitter thing I've ever had in my life. No, not necessarily. No, yes. that's not true either. That's yes. not true either. You give your three-year-old. I Trust me, my Some three-year-old bittersweet would, would rip it apart. He's, I think you're wrong. He's got a more refined flavor palette than you do, though. I disagree. That's part of the problem here. He's got a more refined What's his, what, flavor palette. How many shrooms has he had? What? How many shrooms has he had? Uh, it's not, what, what are you, a cop? <laughs> Jesus. You think I'm just going to bite? Who do you think I am? You think I was born yesterday? No. Have you ever had the... Um, what? What's it called? I think it's... I'm trying to go to break. There's a kind of mushroom that's a really... It's like a shelf mushroom. In the region, actually, in this region, they're very good. They're very like you. People will fry them and mock like mock you chicken you tenders. People? Yeah, you people, you <laughs> vegans. Who, who are you people? Mock chicken tenders. There's like a more of a meat texture That's to them. Be a big no for me. They're delicious. I, you can keep saying that all you want. I'm gonna pass. They're delicious. I'm gonna be pa- it's not even like I'm not telling you you're wrong. 
I'm just saying I'm good. Hey, Glenn. That's all I'm saying. I'm good. They're delicious. I, I had a... And they we, don't even make you trip. I had one... When I was at Mike Loxley's house, of all the random things, I tried uh, one of those those non-meat burgers. Those and I was are like, fine. They're this good. is just fine. But I'll never need one again. I actually I made a really went, good one, but it was only good because of how I seared that sucker and threw some cheese I'm on sure it. You know? It was fine. But I just will never... There will I never be a time in my meat, life where I'm going to say to myself, I, I need to have this again. It's fine. It's totally... But if, I would also never turn it if down. If you're inclined to be a person, uh, what were the circumstances? If that's all there like is. Like, if I'm you hungry know? and it's all there is, sure. You know? But how many times does that happen in your life? Seven, actually, already. Really? Yeah, that's really weird. It's really weird. All right. Uh, what was I doing? Hour number. Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. When we come back in, I'll get to more of your responses for today's poll dance question. Also, I've got to finish this that I've been sitting on. Uh, from our buddy uh, Tim and Belair, so that's coming up as well. And don't forget, later on this hour, Captain Keith Colburn from Deadliest Catch, the new season, debuts tonight on Discovery Channel. It's all on the way in hour number two of Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online when a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over so we need to continue to be vigilant do the right things including wearing our masks and if we're gonna wear them why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players home team masks available right now pressboxonline.com slash masks we got a purple and orange state flag neck gaiter for you as well as the celebrate 8 mvp neck gaiter and an over the ear faded distress state flag and traditional colors mask they're available pressboxonline.com slash masks let's get this over with wear our masks home team masks baseball is back in full in 2021 and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell hi i'm paul valley and you can catch me along with my co-host zach goodman every saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at press box sports we'll break down every win every loss and everything in between plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to baltimore catch us at pressboxonline.com slash the bat around or at facebook.com slash press box sports that's the bat around every saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at press box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms 
but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan, Ross Grimsley, caught up with the great Mike Boddicker. That show now available at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports by clicking on the Videos tab or go to PressBoxOnline.com, and you can find it there. Tomorrow night, a uh, new UMBC basketball coach, Jim Ferry, will join Stan and Gary Stein for a conversation, and I'm trying to come up with a time for that because Stan's Stan's not trying to work around Orioles games for when he's doing his show, but the Orioles play in the afternoon tomorrow, so I don't... They're playing nine, right? What's that? They're playing nine, right? Yes, this is not a doubleheader tomorrow. Just this is just sure a singular game. They're doing this weird... They're playing, the they're playing tonight, they're playing tomorrow afternoon, and then they're off again on Thursday because why not? Why wouldn't that be the case? Uh, why can I not find Stan's... I hate this phone so much. I'm never getting a new phone again in my life. I, d- I don't care. I just don't care. You I should will just never... go back to the flip phone. I would so like to do that. Just make my life simple Then you also again. couldn't do this. Do what? Try and find Stan's oh, I guess show. that's true. Uh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. Right. Tomorrow night for Stan, Gary Stein, and new UMBC basketball coach Jim Ferry. All of Stan's shows brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. All right. So my pole dance question today Eric Costa's comments yesterday about wide receivers, the adjective that best describes those comments is stupid, correct, or innocuous. And why? From Nick Kelly, I didn't take much stock into it. He said it just to take up for his team, but I don't put any real value into it. I'm assuming that means he voted innocuous. John from Little Rock, he should stand up for his guys. I fully endorse and enjoyed hearing his thoughts. I would get a bit worked up if I was in his position. The jury is still out on the wide receivers he drafted. From Dave, he has to say that or something similar. To some degree, he may be correct. Lamar clearly needs more time to read and throw. Better O-line equals more receptions. On the other hand, you can't come out and say your receivers stink even if that is contributing to the passing numbers. That's my biggest issue here. My biggest issue is the notion that this is an all-or-nothing response, that, that, that somehow Eric Costa was grilled about whether his wide receivers stink. He wasn't. That didn't occur. He went out of his way. He went out of his way to be full-throated in his response, which is fine. That's his right. And again, I'm somewhere between stupid and innocuous. I think that innocuous... I is I get the argument for that it's just everything that was said yesterday can utterly be dismissed and is irrelevant. But that doesn't mean that as whatever level of fan I am in a team, I don't want to hear the acknowledgement 
this isn't tell me I'm pretty. It's tell me I'm not crazy. Like, don't gaslight me. Don't urinate on my leg. And, and tell me that it's raining. raining. Exactly right. Thank you, Mr. Glazer. Yes. I, 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 that's the part that's, I, tell me I'm not crazy. Tell me that the things that I have seen happen to actually happen. And don't attempt to say, no, there, there was no insurrection at the Capitol. Don't attempt to say, no, there's been no COVID pandemic. Don't attempt to say, no, there's, the Dodgers didn't win the World Series last year. Well, they didn't. It was a 60-game season run. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Very helpful. That's the part that bothers me. The part that bothers me is this comes off closer to gaslighting than we want to acknowledge. The Ravens have a wide receiver problem, period. Which doesn't mean these guys are all going to stink, nor do you have to come out and say they stink. It doesn't necessarily even mean they currently stink. No, I mean we don't. We, just, Again, we don't know. These two things right. could be separate, right? Like, if he's right, it's a bigger problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that's a bigger problem because there is, as I said before, there's room in there for there to be these guys are really good or are going to be really good, but it was the worst possible season to be relying on rookie wide receivers because they just weren't there yet where they needed to be with the offense. By this time next year, we'll be talking about them as quality wide receivers. I think there is gray area there that that can be the correct answer. That's not what he said, but I think there's room for that. My point is to pretend like it's not a problem. It does not require you to say, I stink as a general manager. Or Ozzy stunk as a general manager. Or we have no idea what we're doing. That's To acknowledge the problem does not mean we can't do our job and you should fire us. All we're asking for is for you to prioritize it the way that we think it needs to be. And when you say this is insulting, that can't help but make you wonder. Again, there's room to say, well, he's just saying things. He's just bloviating. He's just... He's just talking big because that's what they do the day of the draft press conference. And that's where innocuous can come into play. But where it can be dangerous is, is there truth to it? Do you think there isn't a problem? Do you think that you don't need to prioritize wide receiver? That's far more concerning. That, that has to be concerning. And I get it. I'm, I'm, those aren't the things he said. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, we don't think wide receiver is important. Or we're not going to go draft right. wide receivers. Anything along those lines. He came to the defense of his guys that he drafted. That part you get. You, you understand that to some extent. To some extent. But there is something in there that is concerning. And I can't dismiss that. I can't dismiss the part where it would be nice... As a fan, I don't always need you to tell me that I'm right because I'm going to be wrong plenty of times. And if what I said was, I already have a definitive answer, Devin Duvernay and James Prochet can't play, then you would be right to say you're crazy. That's insulting. It is. We have no idea. How could we possibly know? But there would be nothing wrong with saying as simple as this. You know, we really are big believers in these guys. We're big believers in these guys. You didn't get to see as much of them last year because we didn't get to have a normal offseason and 
a normal regular season or a normal preseason and anything along those lines. But now, here in year two, we are big believers in these guys. You can say that without trying to, to mm-hmm. act like you're insulted, without trying to act like it's so offensive to suggest that the Baltimore Ravens have had a wide receiver problem for their literal 25-year history. I don't know. Those first couple of years. They did. The first couple of years, they inherited two guys that were pretty good. And every now and then, they've run sure. into a, a guy that was pretty good. Th- this, the notion that it's got to be all or nothing, I'm not on board with it. You don't have to say, Devin Duvernay stinks. No one's asking you to say that. God, I hope that's not the case. But there's nothing wrong with acknowledging and saying, hey, we get it. We are going to prioritize wide receiver. We understand. And you don't even have to do that and reflect on your failures of the past. You don't have to say, we failed Joe Flacco. It's the, I, I get that that's personal because you were here for that. And that is your doing. You, you, know, you did fail him. You did. I, I can't escape that. You failed the last quarterback. Now, you're getting a pass. You, you rewrote no the script. Thank you. You rewrote the script. And so, as I was joking about with Greg Rosenthal yesterday, that everybody else is so incompetent that your failures are, are, are completely forgotten about. We dismiss it. Somehow we make, try to pretend like it was Joe Flacco's fault. God bless. You know, Papa bless, Papa bless. 100%. They, they get that right as a general manager front office. But it happened. They failed, period. And because of that, Ravens fans are right to be concerned about whether they might fail again with the next quarterback. You can't. It's and not like you can call Ravens fans crazy. They aren't, well, for being, for not for this. For being right. wide receiver crazed. Well, and, and concerned. And, and genuinely concerned about whether or not the Ravens know what they're doing. And, and for what it's worth, the most significant swing so far in the Eric DaCosta era is being measured against the wide receivers. In, in era DaCosta. In, in era DaCosta. Yeah. I'm not, that's not bad. In era DaCosta is being measured against the guys it could have been. And we're, we're Natalie Imbruglia. We're torn. Mm. We're all out of faith. This is how we feel. We're cold and we're ashamed. We're lying naked on the floor. Where else can you find this? I like going the other way, too. I like going tearing up my heart. Uh, it's tearing up our heart when we're with you. But when we are apart, we feel it, too. And no and matter no, what I do. I feel the same. Yeah. With or without. It was a good gem. It was a gem. DK Metcalf. It was a hell of a game. It was a ten and a half. All right, uh, I got to finish this that I'm sitting on. As in, oh, it's been killing me. It's I don't know why I do. Or one of the ones. Yeah, this is this is no, this is not one that we're going to put up on Twitter. This is the the fun ones. Finish this. Brought to you this week by your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. I was back at Glory Days Grill on Saturday night. Again, I kind of regret the decision that I made. The not, I just I should have just gotten it all. I should have. Looking yeah. back on it, I could have just ordered a little bit of everything. I could have just said, baby, we're going to order a handful of smoky thigh wings, and I'm going to order something else for dinner. I could have done that. But I just and wanted to put them in a basket for you, but Glenn likes to just do the handful. I really, I just like, <laughs> hey, I walk up to curbside. I'm like, please, sir, smoky thigh wings. God, that's all I really wanted was just more smoky thigh wings because they're that they're good. So good. They are insanely good. Um, but I need to try some of the other new menu items, the zucchini fries, the turtle cheesecake, 
the uh, barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains. That's on my list. That's the next thing I'm trying at Glory Days Grill. They're celebrating the 25th anniversary right now. And may they may there be 6,000 more for Glory Days Grill. Sports-themed family restaurant with locations across Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, West Vir- North Carolina, West Virginia, Florida, and Georgia. GloryDaysGrill.com. All right. From uh, uh, Channel 5 in New York City. Oh. Uh, comes to us. Man blanked after blanking blank. That's two words. Man blanked after blanking and then blank two words to report blank blank. Man dazed after trying, mm-hmm. no, after uh, dancing, no, man unfazed. Okay. After tripping on, There's, okay, yeah, I'll get there. Okay, on president mm. to report. Mm. Now to report. I'm trying to figure out how you're getting there. To report. Uh-huh. Tomatoes. Oh. 86. You're, you're thinking about tomatoes because it's going to be your next uh, uh, Kyle in the Kitchen because you didn't get to him last week? Actually, no. I hadn't I thought of tomatoes at all today, but they popped in my head, and is that what it is? I just I, I just wondered. I mean, I can't. I've still got It's up in the air. I, I should do tomatoes because I said I would, and if people were expecting them, then I'll do it, but we'll see whether I, I pivot right, it at all, all right, during the week. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, by the way, I, 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 right? I, do, I do agree there was consensus that I have to take a picture? of the food itself. Okay. Yes. Okay. need to do that. And still, the, the note card. We still want both, both the picture of the food and the note card. Yeah, okay. It's not asking for all that. No, much. okay. This is this is gonna be Jeez. your this is gonna be your moment. It's gonna be my kid. break. I'm gonna get this on food is gonna be your moment. Here. All right, um, man, elated after uh, failing after failing so badly to mm-hmm. report. Uh, man, mm-hmm. it's really kind of impending okay. fatherhood. Oh, I don't know right. how it all works. <laughs> but it, I don't think it does, yeah. but sure. Uh, number one to six. Which ones are giving me the most trouble? I man, blank after. You know what? <laughs> Two. Calling. Okay. Calling. Man. Uh, man inebriated after calling local police okay. to report he's drank. Uh, all right. I mean, something like that would make for a good headline, but no, and not the way that, certainly not the way that you read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Man sauced. Yeah. Sauce. Yeah, you're just going to keep doing the same thing. Now, which kind of sauce are we talking about? That's like, was he covered in sauce? Or it could is be, this a, for all we know, I'm, I'm Mike Francesca. Right, is he, is he well sauced? Yeah. That's where right. we'll find out. Okay. Man sauced after calling 
Papa John ah, to report. That man has had, what was the number of pizzas that he said that he ate in that <laughs> 40 interview? 40 pizzas in 30 days. <laughs> yeah, right. To report, which is just a weird, like, how are you, which days are you eating? I don't know what, uh, what yeah, I'm, I'm To not. report, oh man, two words, I need three words. Um, to report sauce dearth. To report sauced earth. No, sauced dearth. Oh, dearth. Sorry, yes. got it. Yeah, sauced, earth. sauced earth sounds like a okay, great album. Yeah, name. it does, actually. <laughs> Give me a, there was a, a band called Iced Earth, actually. Give me a number one to five. Sauced earth. Yeah. Um, I was, after calling. Yeah, come on. I want five. three. Three. Uh, center. Uh, didn't really help you that much. Didn't much at all. No, did not really help you. Man. Uh, man. I like elated, but you didn't get it right, so okay. I didn't get it right. Man studied mm-hmm. after calling law center okay. to report failed jury. All right. <laughs> I don't even Give know me number one to four. Assortment of words means. Give me one. I'm just just get uh, it out of here. I mean, this one, I feel like you really should have just gotten at some point. So. Arrested. Oh, yes. I so mean, don't give me one. Then uh, give me. I already gave it to you. No, you yeah. didn't. I predicted it. Uh, no. Uh, man arrested after calling. Give me three after that. No, the last one. Yeah. I'm not giving that one to you. Oh, okay. I'm giving Great. you. I'm giving you the word before that. Lost. Super. The last. The last one's really the kicker. So I'm not giving it to you. Man arrested after calling. Aquarium Center. Okay. To report lost. What's a funny animal? Oh. Marmaduke. Seahorses. It's an aquatic center, Glenn. Uh, that's a good point. Why would there be a marmaduke? Seahorses. There? Great point. It's a medical center. Mm. Man arrested after calling medical center to report lost. Organs. No. A man was arrested on Long Island after he called a medical center to say he had left his cocaine there. His cocaine. I understand. Jose Espinoza, 40, of Franklin Square, returned home from a medical facility in East Garden City Thursday morning when he realized he had lost a substance believed to be cocaine, said police. Espinoza called the facility and described what was missing. An employee found the substance and called police. Cops responded and determined that the substance was indeed cocaine. Cocaina. Check Facebook. They hold it Check Facebook reports that we're having some Facebook issues. Um, they hold it Espinoza was arrested at his home on Benris Avenue. He is charged with two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. He will be arraigned on Friday in Mineola. Uh, no, they called the pol- they did not uh, protect the man's cocaine. It was not something they chose to do. So uh, I'm so sorry to the young to the young man. But hey, you know you got shoot or shoot, right? Like you can't you can't just give it up. You can't just bail and say no, right? Like it's gone forever. You at least have to try, don't you? You're not you? not gonna get. Randy Jackson's Exactly author. right. You at least have to give it a shot and see if they'll be cool about it. Unfortunately for them, in this case, they were not. All right, that's your finish this. Uh, John from Little Rock says, uh, dude, I need those smoky thigh wings ASAP from Glory Days. Girl, the more I hear you praise them, the they more really I great. want those bad boys. They are the remoulade that accompanies friggin it. phenomenal, man. I let my wife try one. And she said... Um, and she was very confused as to what was going on. She was like, what, what, what is this? 
I said, culinary in- baby. invention. Baby, it's going to change your life. And she was like, well, I don't, and she doesn't like things. You know what I mean? Like, she's not a, she doesn't, new, not, nothing new. She's, she likes the same six movies that she's always liked. She likes the same foods that she's always liked. She's, she's, she is as basic as basic goes. And she tried that bite with that remoulade, and she's like, what, what is this? And she literally attempted to steal, like, all of the remoulade for her one wing. I'm like, hey, hey, no. By the way, they don't need them. Make that very they clear. They don't, but they it don't does. need them, but it does. Kicks it into an extra gear. It does add in something else that gives it that just extra boost. It they are a little so certain damn, je ne sais quoi, if they you are will. so damn phenomenal. We should be back on the uh, old Facebooks. Swell, if uh, if you were watching us on Facebook and flipped over to the audio because Facebook went down. Kyle says, go right back to Facebook. We are once again up and running there. Um, from, from Tony. Tony says, I saw somebody else say this on Twitter. I don't know if this is original. Tony says, Glenn, if Eric DaCosta liked his receiver so much, why did he go out and get Sammy Watkins and try to sign T.Y. Hilton? I mean, like, in fairness, I don't think that, that, I think, I, I, I do believe that both can be true. I, this is the part that I'm, that you're, you're missing in what I'm saying. I think Eric DaCosta probably likes the young wide receivers. I don't think that, that he's just lying for the sake of lying. I don't think he knows James Prochet is garbage and it was a dis- a dumb decision to draft him a year later. I think that he thinks they're good football players. But that doesn't mean that's all you need on your football team. Now, to the point, the would you be better off having a year of Sammy Watkins or a fourth-round draft pick? Um, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. I don't think it's the end of the world to give up a fourth-round pick to take a stab at Sammy Watkins and see if he has something to offer you. But ultimately, could it could it one day go down as though there was a player available at the end of the fourth round that would have been way better off than what you're going to get for one year, Sammy Watkins? Yeah, sure, that's possible. And and your guys internally were good enough that you didn't need him. You know, that's all of those things are are possible. They're possible. I'm not going to get obsessed with them. Uh, on, I'm trying to think of all the things that are on my list for today. Uh, oh, ooh, I believe we have a date for Andrew Stecka. I believe we finally have a date for Andrew Stecka to come in and pay off his debt. I'm not going to uh, formally announce it until he tells me that I can formally announce it, but looks like it's going to happen. But I think that I'm going to commit to doing the Friday before Labor Day, no matter what. Like That's just going to be a good day to do it. For my debt to be paid off, it's going to be a fun one. Um, but I believe his is going to happen before that day, and a few months before that day, in fact, is when I'll, I'll be in it's studio, right? We'll make sure it's. Oh God, it'd be hilarious no, if it's it one of the days. It would. It would be really funny it if it's one not. of the days that you're gone. Well, I know why he's coming in this particular week. Um, and I'm honored that he's coming in this particular week. Oh, okay. I think I'm figuring uh, out that. But That's, I think, more mid. No, you're good. Yeah, 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 you're good. You're good. You will be here for this, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so we got to let Tim know that. Ice Luge. Oh, yeah, Tim from Bel Air. Need uh, going to need the ice. I'll text him. I'll text him. He listens. Gonna need, well, I know, he but I don't want to I don't want to give away. The, yeah, I know. He does the same thing, but I don't, don't want to give away the date because Andrew hasn't definitively said that's definitely the date. It's just the, it looks like I understand what you're saying. that's going to be the date. He wanted to come on this Thursday. Unfortunately, I already booked some Zoom guests for this Thursday, mm-hmm. so it's not going to work. We'll have him on next week. 
I, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about the Super League thing yesterday, and and he was going to come on and talk about it. We ended up playing John Proctor trivia last night, and somebody on our team was like, "Hey, can you explain this?" And I was and like, like, "No." Well, I can. I mean, I 100% can explain it. It's but you said I won't. Well, yeah, I was like, I refuse. You're be- you're beneath me. You don't deserve my time. It's. I mean, this is. It's abundantly simple. It's. It's the the, the people that have money. the most money want to <laughs> protect their money yeah. and do the best to get the most of their own money. Now, the part that I didn't fully understand was they're not planning on quitting their own individual leagues. This is really just supposed to be a replacement for the Champions League. This is just going to be a midweek thing. They are still intending to stay in there. But isn't the their doesn't own the top four finish in your league get you in the Champions that's, League? Right? That, yes, that's the point right. of how it all works. So then right? it's sort of like, yes, that's like, why what's none the of, point of all again, of this, it doesn't right. make it suddenly work. It's just it's I I thought this was just going to be their league that they were essentially saying this is the only place we're going to play moving forward is in the Super League. It's not quite that, but it's still not okay and. And, and to the point where there's all this debate about whether or not, I, like I did not hear somebody involved with one of the the leagues out there said UEFA is gonna they're were they're gonna be banned from not just the World Cup, oh, yeah, from any but they'll UEFA be banned play. they'll be banned immediately from playing in the champ like three of the four Champions League semifinals yeah. this year are all Super League PSG teams. would just be crowned champion, and that was the right? talk was like which seems crazy you're gonna course, give up a, right. a Champions League final like are you really gonna do that. And this is really going to become who's going to blink, right? Because the people that are involved in the Super League are saying, you're not going to banish our players from the World Cup. You're not going to do that because it, it will bastardize your product. It will make your product worse. You're not – you can say everything. You can make all the threats you want to make, but we know you're not doing that. They're just threats. So if you think that's going to be enough to get us to balk and say, all right, fine, we're not going to Super League, get bent. We don't believe you. We don't believe that you will run a World Cup without the best players in the world. Quite literally, we don't believe you. You need more people. Uh, what do I mean? What, what, what is that? It's a Jay-Z line. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Takeover. Was it? Yeah. I believe you. Um, so, I, you know, we'll see. I don't, I don't care enough about this because I don't have a, a dog in the fight. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm not, it, this will not impact me in any way. Me, personally. But we got a lot of soccer fan friends. I enjoy soccer, but I don't have a team. So I don't have any, like... And that's why it can't... The the, the best players in the world will still be playing soccer, and I will still have the ability to watch them play soccer in some form or fashion. I don't care enough about... Like, it's neat in Leicester City comes out of nowhere in the Premier League. I guess. But it's only, like... I guess it is. Like, Burnley wins something. I just don't... It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm, I, it can't. But I get why it would do something for the people there. And the, the, the comparison to college football is very real. I just think in this country we, we've assumed for so long that college football was inevitably going to do this that we're, we're not going to be able to be bothered by it all that much when it happens. And part of the problem is we hate the system so much that – we almost will end up supporting the the and college football that's super part of the league. Problem is that I think people generally love the system, that and that's it's set up that's the is. difference. One hundred percent, they like the system over there. They don't want this. Our problem is if in college football, when they finally get around to doing the super league, like it'll be comical that Texas just gets to be in the super league despite the fact they haven't been good at football in some time. Um, whereas other teams that have been good at football and have tried and have, have battled, right? what's that? Like Maryland. Well, Maryland beat Texas both times they played, so there is that. But no, I mean like uh, you know, Michigan. no, definitely not Michigan. 
Cincinnati, for example. Cincinnati, who's been good at football and really trying, will be left out of the Super League, despite the fact that... USF or something. Right, whoever you want to say it is. They'll be left out if they're not in one of those power conferences. So the difference being, when they start the Super League... It's also a little different in that like they've... It's only being 15 teams in the Super League. Well, they're saying it's going to be 20. But, like, five of them can change. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's the, the whole thing's goofy. But I'm trying to make a comparison. When we get to the Super League in college football, if the Super League comes in college football without players being able to financially benefit from it, we won't be on board with it. But if it comes with players being able to financially benefit from it, we're going to say, this is great. Because that's a bigger problem to us than losing the opportunity to see Appalachian State kick Michigan's ass. That's, <coughs> that's, 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 that's neat. We all, everybody in the country can celebrate it and high-five each other. Just make a fun joke. And we can and all, here I am now getting attacked. What's that? What fun joke were you going to make? I was going to say, oh, you're, you're, not, you're salty because you couldn't profit on your immense popularity when you were an athlete in college. But it's great that now they're getting the chance. But now I'm not going to even make it, even though I sort of told you what it was. Yeah, it was really it. Did, it didn't land, unfortunately. Well, because I didn't tell didn't it the way it I was gonna. It didn't land. Well, that's why I didn't tell so it's, it. It's a it's a miss on two folds. No, yeah, it would have been a it's, direct it's a, hit. It, it would have sunk I your battleship. I don't know. I don't know if it would. You keep trying to diminish my athletic accomplishments as if. Yeah. I'm You're not, the one that doesn't believe that I'm, I'm not the twi- of doing No, no, anything it's not about you. Just want to say things. I've accomplished things. You're not the fastest man I'm in the tw- Annapolis. I'm not. I'm the 25th fastest man in Annapolis, and I'm an undefeated curling skip. Both of those well, things so are fat. No, you weren't the skip. Well, you don't know that you were the skip. I do know that I was we the skip. We didn't decree Yes, vote. we did. We listed it. I, don't I had voted. the list when we signed up who the skip was, and it was me. Well, that seems like an arbitrary decision. Well, it might be, but I was the skip. That's the way it goes. I don't remember anything particularly skip, skip, skippy oh, of you that day. Oh, what you, I was quite skippy that day. I remember your leg flying out whenever you would Yeah, and I scored all our points. <laughs> Not all of them. Yeah, the overwhelming majority of them. You lucked into that one. No, I didn't. I was on fire throwing. I am an undefeated curling skip and the 25th fastest man in Annapolis those are actual accomplishments I'm the one that was so confident in my balance and athleticism that I went fast enough to fall right I I fell I don't know what they, yeah, but it <laughs> wasn't a confident fall oh okay it That's was just difference. like I have no balance I've fall. actually accomplished things in, in athletics Where, what are your list of accomplishments I was like a seven-time all-star rolling park baseball league. Oh, every year know. I played I was an all-star also a travel team in, member. in adulthood what are your accomplishments in adulthood my accomplishments yeah, beer pong champion okay um athletic you know i mostly just let my past tenure speak for itself ah i see what it is you just don't I have can them. still you fling a football them. real far brian powell says the uh the premier league is considering banning those six teams from playing in the league uh also these teams could I end mean, up si- they could decide that focusing on the super league is more important and just play backups in their domestic leagues but they're not doing that in the champions league and I'm not saying that, like, uh, clearly they're saying that this is more financially valuable for us, so they could make decisions like that. At that point, it would be easier for the, the Premier League to ban them if they chose to do that. And so if that's the way you're going to treat us, then we'll ban you. So, yeah, I mean, it could end up still sucking for the Premier League or for um, you know, Serie A or some of these other leagues that are slated to lose teams. I'm not telling you I agree with it. I don't like it. I think it sucks. But I also am not personally impacted by it in any way. It doesn't. It doesn't. 
You it, only be personally impacted if your team. Correct. If you root for a team. Well, or if or your if you team root, no, was frankly, affected you, by it also. I mean, like, I mean, anybody who's a European soccer, if you're a fan of a European soccer team, you're, agree, you're affected by it. That's what I'm saying. If but your I'm not. team is directly, I just don't have, yeah, like, right, I don't have a club. I'm for, I, I just don't, to I me, don't sports are, same, I've, as I've said Nothing's times, being taken away from me. Sports to me are regional. I, I get that you want to have a team because you like soccer and the whole deal, but sports will internally be regional to me. I, I root for a regional team. I can't just root for a team because I like a player or because my buddies were rooting for them. I can't I can't do that. I can't feel that. Sports are about region to me. I wouldn't be a Suns fan if I hadn't moved to Arizona. I, I wouldn't be. I'm not telling you I would have been a Wizards fan. I probably just wouldn't have an NBA team. But I became one because I moved and I felt it and I lived it, breathed it every night and how electric it was. So that's how I became a fan. I I don't under I can't you know, Brian Powell of course can be a fan of whoever he wants to be a Red Sox Johns Hopkins Navy Duke fan. I mean he's a he's a terrible human being. I don't know why we associate with him, um, but he does that right. Like that's a different thing, and so it doesn't surprise me that he's I I don't plenty I don't of people we know time. plenty of people we know have decided they're a fan of a certain team. I just can't in England and, I, and however they it. became that that's their thing. It doesn't work for me. And then when I say it doesn't work for me, I'm not I saying I genuinely still watch soccer. Like I like watching It's on at the gym. I'm happy to watch. I, I like love watching, watching footy, you know? I love watching. It's I a just really fun sport. I just sport. don't have a team and that's why I can't but get But this off. doesn't change my casual viewing. I'll be happy to watch two of the best teams play. Right, like if yes, it's a Super League sure, game. that's the thing. It will not it, that it will not impact me in any way. I will if that's the game that's on at the gym. I'll watch that match or that fixture or whatever you want to call it. That's what I'll do. Friendly. Uh, it probably won't be a friendly if I had to guess. That's probably not what not what's going to be happening. Brought to you by. Uh, this friendly is brought to you by. Uh, this one is Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We come back in. The new season of Deadliest Catch debuts tonight, and we're going to talk to Captain Keith Colburn all about Season 17 of Deadliest Catch. That's next. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. It's Glenn Clark Radio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia based brewery Devil's Backbone and 
take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up. The days are longer. Do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked, and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel, and value of your home is with new windows. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. Today's show also brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia and our draft party and coverage coming up one week from Thursday night, the 29th, at Looney's Pub at Perry Hall. Join Great Eights Memorabilia for a Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland draft party featuring Baltimore running back Gus the Bus Edwards next Thursday night, April 29th, 7 to 10 p.m. at Looney's Perry Hall. Free event for the whole family filled with raffles, a mini silent auction, food and drink specials all night long. Our Project Game Day draft show will emanate live from Looney's that night. Ken Zalis, Jeremy Kahn are going to be a part of that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Meet and greet with Gus includes an autograph and photo for just $45. Tickets and further info can be found at grade8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight in grade8smemorabilia.com. By the way, I just want to make sure that we're clear. The $45, that's when I say Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland, that's the money is going for Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland. This is not a we're getting rich off of trying to charge you to meet Gus Edwards. You're going to get to meet Gus Edwards by purchasing a ticket that benefits Meals and Wheels of Central Maryland. Cool? I mean, I just want to make sure everybody understands what's going on there. And for a limited time, save $8 on your meet-and-greet ticket by using the code GLEN. That's G-L-E-N-N in all caps. GLEN, all caps, G-L-E-N-N, when you purchase your tickets through Mission Ticks and at great 8 And again, that's the number 8 
great eight memorabilia. Um, John from Little Rock's going off about the Super League. Uh, dude, I could come in and rant about the Super League concept. It will kill English football, and the whole idea is conceived by grossly rich American owners and Russian oligarchs. We get to see the best clubs in Europe play now in the Champions League. We don't need to destroy hundreds of years of European club football for a massive money grab by the Big Six in England. One of the numerous issues that the Super League has is that the Big Six have n- never, never have to qualify to be in it and can never be, re- uh, never be relegated. Relegation is part of what we love about European football. I, and, John, I need you to understand, I get it. I really do get why foot, my soccer fans are infuriated by this. I completely understand it. When I say it's, I'm separated, it's not I don't understand it. It's that it doesn't impact me the same way because I don't have a club. Um, and there's nobody I root for in particular, so it just doesn't impact me. But I get it. It's gross. It's gross. It's 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 gross. But in American sports, we're certainly used to teams having no relegation. I understand why it's better. Like the the penalty makes it so in soccer, you can't do what the Orioles are doing right now. And so for fans of clubs in Europe, it's a good thing to have relegation as a penalty because it means you got to try to be competitive. Sure. As much as you can, as much as you're capable of, you got to try to be competitive or else you're out. And it's going to cost you drastically. You don't just get to sit back and pocket the TV revenue and all those things and say, wait, we're going to be garbage, but we're going to make money. That's the way it's going to go. And setting up the Super League, frankly, kind of does that. Once you get into the Super League and you're guaranteed the money, if one year you just don't feel like spending the money, you can say, eh, so what? We suck this year in the Super League. Life goes on. We're going to make all of our money anyway. So I get 100% why it is that there is so much furor towards the Super League. Again, it's just not for me. Like, I I just don't... I, I, the, the, I don't root for Burnley. I don't root for Liverpool. I don't root for Man City. I, you know, I'm... I, I lied about being a Chelsea fan for a little while in my life or as a as a radio bit, but I just don't... I don't have a squad because yeah. it's not regional to me and that's what sports are to me. So, um... You know, I I get it. I I assure you, I completely understand how much it sucks. I really do. I completely understand why it is um, that that you guys are are furious and pissed off about the Super League that care deeply about European soccer. All right. Um, I need to do. Oh, I did a read, so I can tell you that we had to do this. Uh, we actually had to do this yesterday afternoon. Um, but uh, really cool conversation with Captain Keith Colburn as we get ready for the debut of Season 17 of Deadliest Catch Tonight. Let's take a listen right here on GCR. A pleasure now to be joined here on GCR by a man who uh, goes after crabs of a different kind in his life. The new season of Deadliest Catch debuts tonight on Discovery Channel. It's a pleasure to welcome into the program Captain Keith Colburn. Captain, it's Glenn, and I'm back in here in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Well, I appreciate the time, and uh, you know what? Excited for, you know, Deadliest Catch is back on the air. No and, doubt. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be an exciting year. It's you know every year we get weather. This year it's worse. Every year we get crab. This year it's better and worse. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that are coming in this year's season that I know about my boat, and then some of the things on the other boats that are you know going to keep people that love the show very excited for another new season. Captain, I'd be remiss if I didn't start by asking you how you're doing. I know uh, some news got out uh, about your health the last few days. How, how's everything going for you? How are you feeling right now? <coughs> well, 11 days of quarantine in Central America, 
eight days in the hospital with pneumonia up here in the, in the Seattle area. Um, I'm happy to say that I've been out of the hospital now for two days. Great. Uh, still on oxygen. Got to get those levels up. But for the most part, um, I'm feeling good. I'm active. I'm able to start to get back to work. I just got to really take it easy. But, um, no, we're, uh, we're on the home stretch on uh, this. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, because I was not in the United States, really got hit hard. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a battle, but, uh, you know, I can't say enough about American medicine, man. Uh, it's, it's a marvel and a reminder to everybody that this is real and we need to continue to take it seriously. Even as we, uh, we, we get towards the final stretch of this thing, we can't pretend like it it's, doesn't exist. It really is. You know and I mean? There's a lot of, you know, just like the rest of America, it's just polarized. You know, the bottom line is this. It's real. It has been real. It's affected millions of people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> it's like me fishing, you know, we battled through a storm, you know, we find a way to get through it. And then once we get through it, you know, we get back to work. And I think with just a little more diligence here with people. And I took a big hit on the internet from people screaming at me about, you know, that are anti-vaccination. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, you know what? Let's turn back the clock 26 days. You want to trade places? Yeah. I'll take your shot. You take what I just went through. I hear you. I'm sleeping for 22 hours a day with stuff going out both sides of you, and you can barely breathe. Um, and you're coughing up crap. And, 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 you know, and literally, you know, my uh, business manager almost medevaced me uh, back out of Central America. It was, it was it, to a point where it was that bad. Um, so, you know, uh, you know and, and I'm the anomaly. And I went about it the wrong way. You know, um, you know, I was eligible for the vaccine. I didn't get it. You know, my, my schedule was such as like, no, you got to wait three days here. You got to do that, whatever, whatever. You know, and I'm, and I'm a bulletproof crabber. Well, guess what? Right. I'm not so bulletproof. Right. That's a great I am, point. I am far from bulletproof, man. <laughs> no, Captain. Yeah. yeah, Captain Keith Colburn's with us here in Glen Clark Radio. I understand what you're saying, right? Like, I, consider the things you're up against, and let's talk about that. I understand why you'd feel bulletproof, because my God, you know, when I knew I was going to have you on, the only question that kept coming back to me was, was why, Cap? Why keep going back and doing this and and putting yourself against all of these things? And I just heard about some of the damage that was done to the boat and what your brother went through. Like, what? Why? Why still do all of this at this point? Uh, well, first off, it's what I do. You know, <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing this for 36 years. I'm, this is business. It's, and, but it's also my passion. Um, you know, I love the intensity of the job. I love the, the, you know, people just think they're out there like Popeye the Sailor Man putting around on boat. You know, I am multitasking everything from weather two to three days out to vessels in the area to offload times to chasing the crab to driving basically a slalom course trying to, to put pots on board in a timely manner and at the same time do it in really bad weather and keep the crew alive. Um, all those things being done simultaneously keeps my mind so active and so vibrant, um, you know, and really, uh, it, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've always been an adrenaline junkie, and there is a ton of adrenaline that goes into the job I do. You know, it's not just sitting in the, in the wheelhouse, you know, sipping on a cup of coffee, man. I mean, it is very, yeah, it is. very engaged and, and interactive, and, 
you know, it, um, you know, that's why I, I stay so active when I'm off the boat because I get bored easily. You know, <laughs> I, I, I got to do stuff, man. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's shipyard work or, you know, skiing or scuba diving or, or ride my bike, whatever. I mean, I, I've got to find something to do because I'm, I'm just not the kind of guy that likes to hang out and watch TV. You know, in fact, I, I don't even watch the show I'm on. <laughs> wait, 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 like at all? You don't watch the show at all? No, I watch it. Okay. Um, you know, years ago, I mean, it's been on 17 years. This is season 17 of yep. the Late Catch on Discovery Channel. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I came on 15 years ago, you know, and originally, yeah, I'd watch every show because I was really intrigued, wanted to see how they were, you know, how they're playing the stories they caught of me. And so, you know, and then, um, you know, and then wanted to, because there's a lot of stuff I forget, you know. I mean, I remember the highs, the lows, the weather, this and that, but, you know, there's a ton of stuff that gets aired on TV that I don't remember until yeah. I see it again. It's like, oh, okay, I remember that now, or... Oh God, not that story! No, please, not that story. Um, you know, um, so you know, I mean, a lot of people. It's amazing the diversity of the fan base, um, from kids to grandmothers, uh, middle class, anybody in the maritime industry. You know, people that are landlocked, along the because they're landlocked. So you know, it's. Um, I try to to catch up with the show. Um, just so somebody doesn't hit me in question was like, Hey, when you were doing this with your brother, what the hell was going on? I'm like, Oh crap. Could you remind me? Can we get, get yeah. a little information? Here? Yeah, I totally so, get it. Yeah. So I, I do watch it. I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not diligent about watching every show. I'm guilty of fast forwarding to my boat because obviously I love my boat. Of course. And, you know, and that's probably one of the most entertaining things to me is that, you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, I, I, I I'm not, part of the crew you know i'm in the wheelhouse so i'm in my own space so all the dialogue and the talking and the laughing and all that stuff that goes out on deck you know there's times when i'm jealous because i see the guys down there having a good laugh and stuff it's like god i want to be a part of that right you know what are they what are they talking about what what got roger so riled up or what's got tyler laughing like his, his butt off or you know or why are they angry or what's going on you know so you know there's a lot of times that there's so much going on on deck I don't know what it is. So for me to watch, it's just cool to watch and <clears throat> feel like I'm part of a crew again because I can vicariously sort of put myself in the moment when they're on deck or when they're in the gear room and, you know, be part of my guys, you know. And I've got a fantastic crew. They've been with me a long time. They're, you know, they said best in the Bering Sea, hands down best crew in the Bering Sea. And, uh, and a really solid group of guys that are level-headed. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways – follow the, I guess, what I set as the platform uh, and the expectations for the boat. And my crew does that, and I, I can't thank them enough. Like I said, they are an amazing group of guys. Uh, they buckle down, and they just get the job done. If it's good fishing, they're fishing hard. If it's bad fishing, they're fishing harder. They don't mess around. They are complete and utter professionals. And I'll tell you what, some of these guys in any job in America, if they walked on there and worked for a few years, the league guy'd say, you're my man. Wow. They're wow. that good. That's cool. I know I need to let you go here in a minute, Captain, but we're here in Maryland. Like, come on. Can we at least admit that all of this is kind of silly because blue crab is way better than, than Alaskan king crab and snow crab? Can we just admit that openly? Um, so I'll, I'll, let me tell you a story. I was back there. Uh, it was in Maryland for a, a, a crab festival. 
Um, and quite frankly, you guys, much like king crab, there's a lot of king crab that gets imported that's from Russia. That's true. It's not as good as it's not as good as Alaska king crab. Blue crab and a lot of crab cakes and stuff are not true Maryland. Yeah, they blue come crab. from Louisiana um, regularly. So, yeah, so you, you there's a bad rap out there for the quality. But I was there, finally got my little mallet and my thing, and had that whole thing out on there, <coughs> and had fresh blue crab. Guy taught me how to take that last little wing thing off, so you get that big <laughs> chunk of meat at the end, right? Yep. I mean, that's like the yep. secret. That's like the secret to getting half the meat. No out. doubt. Otherwise, um, and yes, it's absolutely sensational, and it's the third best crab on the planet. <laughs> Captain Keith Colburn, tonight the new season of Deadliest Catch debuts on Discovery Channel. Captain, uh, uh, continued safety and health, not just for COVID, but obviously in what you're doing. Continued safety and health, and congratulations on an amazing run as part of Deadliest Catch. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. All right, thanks for having me on, and you guys have a great, safe day. Thank you to Captain Keith Colburn for joining us here on GCR as we wind down for a Tuesday edition of the program. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exterior. Don't let the insurance company get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. Tidbit brought to you today by the new print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now on the cover. John Means, Orioles ace, if you will. He looked like it on Sunday for sure. Um, story about him, really about Chris Holt and how he's taken over all of the pitching coach responsibilities for the entire organization, what that does from top to bottom. Pick it up right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations where you find Pressbox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Always, Pressbox is free. Tidbit of the day. Yes. So, we did indeed mention the, wa- the Wavens wide receivers. The Ravens wide receivers throughout the course of today's show and surprise that's not exactly a new topic around here i believe it's been the main theme of our show since we began however it's not for a lack of trying for baltimore of course in the past 10 drafts since 2011 the ravens have used 14.2 percent of their draft picks on wide receivers Mm. the most of any position on the football field. How about that? Wish maybe the results had been yeah, sure. perhaps a little better, but sure. again, they are trying to fill those holes. That's not exactly producing the desired X or uh, outcomes, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, according to Next Gen Stats, receptions above expected. I mean, it has to do with context. The catches are you know made or not made, if and what a so. normal receiver would or would not do. In that context, well, I don't fully understand it, but I do know Ravens receivers rank no better than 130th in that metric. With Doesn't seem great. Tight end, Mark Andrew ranking 54th, and Nick Boyle ranking 63rd. But Willie Sneed, the only one with a net value over zero, and Hollywood Brown ranking all the way at 233rd hmm. in this regard. Worst of any Ravens wideout. Andrews, though, we we do like the work he does. He's been a very productive pass catcher in his tenure. Since the start of 2019 with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Mark Andrews has the most touchdowns of any tight end. 17 of them things. Okay. Despite playing 800 
and 16 fewer snaps than one Travis Kelsey. Okay. And 861 fewer snaps than Darren Waller, both of whom are also in the top five for tight end touchdowns in that span. Okay. Can you name the other two tight ends? Most touchdowns. With at least 12 touchdowns since 2019. Since 2019, you say? Yes. I'm trying to think if there's a wild card here. Like I think the first thing somebody would say would be George Kittle. No. Not good at football. Oh, they didn't have any. They didn't have a quarterback last year, which certainly hurt. This was hurt for a little while. Um, Hunter Henry. No. How about? How's about? I feel like it's got to be a catch. I feel like there's got to be a. a yeah, catch. They do catch the ball. Ah, <laughs> I tell you. Tyler Higby. No. Jared Cook. 16. Okay. 16. Tied for second is Jared Cook. Remember when I advocated for the Ravens to take a gander? Oh, okay. Did you get 16 touchdowns when you played in New Orleans? Well, yeah, actually, I did. No, you didn't. had a great time. Um, Janu. No. This wasn't only about players that I wanted the Ravens to sign. Okay. So the other one is... The other one is... The other one, of course, would be Kyle Rudolph. No. The other one is the other one is uh, Robert Tanya, and he did all of it last year. That I is mean, correct. That's unbelievable. I, like Twelve I, touchdowns. Unbe- I didn't realize. Tanya last I just year, didn't realize. Who led, of course, all tight ends and touchdowns. Yeah. And none in 2019. I mean, that's the problem. That's why I didn't name him. That's why I didn't name him earlier. Is because I was like, well, he didn't do anything the year before that. That is wild. That is wild. All right. Tidbit was also brought to you by K and S Automotive right here in Hamden for over 40 years. K and S Automotive has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles. The focus on exceptional workmanship and quality customer service. Everything from something as simple as an oil change to major body work. They've got you covered. 410-235-6660. 410-235-6660. Go to knsimports.com. It's K-N-S Automotive. K-N-S-Imports.com. <sighs> totally Tubular, brought to you by Window Nation. Act now. Beat the rush. Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color. Plus, get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Here's what's coming up tonight. Totally tubular. Orioles-Marlins 640 start for that game tonight on Masson 2. Matt Harvey, Nick Neidert, the pitching matchup. Neidert? Apparently. A fun one. Uh, Masson's got Cardinals-Nationals at 7. ESPN, Mets-Cubs, 730. MLB Network, Dodgers-Mariners at 4 o'clock. TNT, Nets-Pelicans, 730. Clippers-Blazers at 10. By the way, how about Steph Curry having another game? Yeah, right. Another double-digit three-pointer. 49. Is that really that good, though? It's all right. 
Uh, Bruins Sabres, 630 on NBC Sports Network. Fox Sports 1 for some boxing tonight. Frank Martin, yeah, the, the basketball coach. He's going up against Jerry Perez. See it, you know? Bare knuckle only, though. By the way, he does look like a man who probably has boxed at some point in his life. And the USA Network tonight for WWE NXT at 8. Give me some non-sports highlights. You're into Keenan. If you're into it, then it's on. I'm not. You're into it. I'm not. Young Rock, 8 o'clock, precedes it. That's on NBC, of course. Uh, Hank Azaria is on Seth Meyers. Okay. It's fun. I like that. Um, Cher. Cher's on Colbert. Ah. You like that? I, I don't. Oh, you can watch it if you like. Um, nothing great. Oh, Chad, 10 o'clock, TBS. I like Chad. Maybe maybe we mentioned the thing that we were just talking Deadliest about. Deadliest Catch, of course, Jesus is on Christ. Discovery Channel tonight. This is the debut of the 17th season ah, you, of Deadliest you, Catch. You prepared it well. Yeah. Uh, stuff and things. Check it all out. GlennClarkRadio.com. I don't even have the words. I have the words sometimes. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks today to Captain Keith Colburn from Deadliest Catch. Thanks also to Lorenzo Alexander, NFLPA Vice President, as well as to Matt Williamson from Steelers Nation Radio and uh, Pro Football Network. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Um, well, Drew Forrester, not exactly the great leadoff hitter, but I get it. Um, stuff and things, irons and fires, proverbially speaking. Patrick Stevens. I blow my brains out. <laughs> this is the most depressing preview. No. It's somehow better to just say irons and fires. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yay! Big Wednesday show on tab. I've been working here. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealers, buyatoyota.com. Thanks anyway to Kyle Ottenheimer, at K. Ottenheimer. is how you follow him on Twitter, and you should because he's a sad, lonely man. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Have a great Tuesday night. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. <laughs>